Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. feels right just feels right just feels right um all right everybody welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts it's your number one source for all things craft beer related the internationally acclaimed cindy crawford approved podcast of hops high fives and friendship I am your host, the crispiest of... We're not getting crispy today. Oh, we are far from crispy. Yeah, today. we're not getting... But I am still the crispiest boy, Tom. And I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. Play my music. I forgot. We talked about the can of beer. I know. I talked about it. I need to find, I guess I got to go to Wegmans or like giant or something and get like a single can of Milwaukee's best or something. (laughs) Like the, uh, like the stovepipe, like the 20 ounce stovepipe can. Yeah. The (laughs) one that you get to wrap a paper bag around. Yeah. (laughs) Just throw it to me. (laughs) Um, all right, everybody. Uh, it's Dan. It's Dan. Yeah. It's Dan. We always Um, get so involved after the music plays. Yeah. Um, well, we got more music to play. Oh, I don't even know what you chose today. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, if you guys are just tuning in for the first time. Uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> um, That's what you chose? Uh-huh. So Dan and I are on a, uh, a never-ending quest to become more badass. I mean, I think our badass level has been, it's been raised over these past couple weeks. Yeah. It, um, it, it definitely has gone up and then just yeah. plateaued a bit. So we're on our never ending quest to, to become more badass. And by doing that, we want to play the most badass music. And that kind of ups our, our, our badass, badassery, badass rep, our street cred, street our badass cred. cred. Um, I'm going to go badassery. We're already in, we already have appointments to get matching monster energy tattoos. Oh, I can't um, wait. I've already got like at least 14 salt life stickers on my Subaru. Nice. Um, I, I ordered us some airbrush t-shirts. Oh, cool. I'm going to cut the back off of my Subaru to make it a pickup. Oh, very yeah. cool. So badass level up there. All right. All right. Well, uh, dude, as soon as I down. get, as soon as Pump I get brakes, that, man. as soon as I get that done, you better believe that I'm getting a 13 and a half inch lift kit put on there. Oh man. Little Subi truck nuts. Yeah. Oh, truck nuts on truck nuts. My truck nuts are going to have truck nuts. Um, mm-hmm. so I, at that point it's just peak. I think that's, I think that's peak badass. I think you've peaked. Yeah. Do you want to peak that fast or do you want to just, I think we should slow burn our badass. Oh yeah. No, this is a, it, this is all f- this whole is a process. process. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not made of money. I'm not, you know, that's a lot of fabrication. Yeah. We have to wait until the monster energy drink sponsorship kicks in. Oh yeah. I might, I might add some stacks. Oh, some stacks on the Subaru. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like a Subaru Forester with like diesel stacks on yeah. it. Do nothing. That do nothing. Um, all right, everybody. Um, we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. I hate you so much. Let's get badass. Do you feel more badass? No, I don't. You, you chose the least badass song of this album. Does it make you happy now? It doesn't. <laughs> I, now, you said the least badass song from this album, which means that makes me think that, that you, there's a song that on there that you were like, this is badass. I mean, we're not a new metal podcast, and we can definitely go into another 15 more minutes on what song is badass on here, but I feel like we should just... This is a... I mean, I feel like they're a lesser-known butt rock band. <sighs> Again, I think when you not think a new butt, metal podcast, but... I think when you think butt rock, you don't immediately jump to Mudvayne. You don't. No. Huh? No, I mean, it's it's there, but you, you chose like a power ballad song. No. It's a ballad. No, they're like a, no they have another the other no, song on this album. No, so they have a... No. Yeah, no, they have a... There's Dude, another power ballad. Not, a, not a new metal podcast. We could be. We could be. I'm, I'm slowly I'm slowly turning it into a new metal podcast. I know you are. That's why I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to reel you the, the in The seeds have been planted. I am trying my best here. Um, Yeah, I forget what the... Uh, whatever. All right. <laughs> we're not going to get, we're not going to deep dive into mud vein. The, uh, the, I'm just going to get the new metal cattle prod and just like buzz you with it. When you start going into a tangent, <laughs> mud vein, like, or, no. or is there known around my house? The dollar general slipknot. Ah, there you go. Yeah. All right. I like that. I'm just going to get you a spray bottle or maybe like a box of rocks. Like I have with my cat. <laughs> and every time you start going new metal, I'm just got to shake it at you. Tom, <laughs> no, no. Ooh, ooh, galaxy hops. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Um, all right, now that our badass level is uh, back up to where it needs to be. Um, guys, remember, uh, follow, rate, review. Uh, shoot us a follow. Give us a rating. Dan, what's the rating? Five-star party, baby. Five stars. Uh, and then give us a review. Uh, be creative. Skating. Skating loving. reviews are a uh, plus. As long as you give us five stars, I don't care what you say. Yep. But just make it make it so it's fun to read. Yep. And, uh, and as always, uh, we are in partnership with Breweries and PA. Our corporate overlords. Yes. Breweries and PA is the <laughs> leading resource for all things P Pennsylvania craft beer. Uh, connecting beer drinkers to the PA breweries they love. Go to breweriesandpa.com and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, you guessed it, Breweries and PA. Hell yeah. We are also part of the Hopped Up Network. Hopped Up Network is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts. Check out all the other podcasts on the network at www.hoppedupnetwork.com. All right. Dan, what do you think? Should we, uh, let's bring our guest on here. Yeah. He's probably just been sitting there, had enough of mud vein. He's ready to talk about <laughs> beer. I'm ready for a beer. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> all right. So we're joined today. Um, Oh, nice transition, Tom. Right? You like good. that? Nice. Uh, we're, joined, <laughs> we're joined. We're joined tonight. Brought him right onto the screen. It was Just good. popped right up. Yeah. Boom. Uh, and all his four by three glory. Um, <laughs> we are joined coming tonight. live from the Sony Trinitron TV. <laughs> that's what we got it. We that's we need that like the uh, the best best friends podcast. Uh, 
Megatron or, you know, like Jumbotron. <laughs> the Jumbotron. Yeah. Yeah. Jumbotron. Uh, we'll, we'll think of a better name. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're joined tonight by the head brewer uh, from Weyerbacher Brewing, Maddie Snyder. Maddie, thank you for being on with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here. All right. So, uh, as you can guess, uh, because we have the head brewer from Weyerbacher on, we're going to be drinking some. Weyerbacher beer. Hey, good guess there, Tom. <laughs> um, hydrate now. <laughs> hydrate um, now. It's going <laughs> to buckle up, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already pre-preparing for the headache tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to be drinking some Weyerbacher beer. We are going to drink a, uh, I mean, we, we've been on this like kick of like, uh, I want to say like OGs, I, I guess they would be considered like OGs to our our like drinking timeline. Yeah. I was going to say for our, um, I guess our generation of craft beer drinkers, like our venture into craft beer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, Weyerbacher I think is definitely considered a, an OG in that sense to us. Indeed. Um, so we'll get talk more about that. Um, we're going to start off with a, uh, I mean that it's just like, uh, it's, a it, it was a no brainer for us. Yeah. It's a, it's a Christmas staple for us. So we're going to, we're going to celebrate Christmas in July. Um, oh man, it is July, right? It is July. Yeah, I got that right. All right. Apple watch told me it's okay. Um, <laughs> did right. you get any uh, Christmas drops? No, no Christmas drops. Huh. Um, I could play our Christmas music. I think I have it somewhere. Oh yeah. I forgot we had Christmas music. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. So we're going to be drinking Merry Monks uh, by Weyerbacher. All right. I'm going to um, go grab these beers out of here so we can get okay. started. And I'm going to talk about uh, the awesome place that is Untapped. Um, yeah. Untapped stinks. Uh, none of you know what you're talking about. You don't know how to rate beer. Don't rate beer. Uh you know, some people leave a half star rating and then don't explain why it's a half star rating on beers like Insanity. Um, so um, don't review or rate beers. Just go on there and, you know, put it in and say, hey, I'm drinking this. Cool. Um, Use it as your little black book of beers. And that's what we do. So if you want to go back and see all the beers that we've drank in the past, uh, you can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. For the very first time. That's that's one of six. One of six, Maddie. Maddie, just get ready. <laughs> just buckle up. All right. Count them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we're going to be drinking Merry Monks. And uh, uh, if you are wondering what this odd-looking can is. What is this strange vessel we have here? <laughs> this, is a, this is a glass bottle, folks. Uh, it's, a, it's a vessel from the yesteryears. I feel um, like we should have had rocking chairs for this episode <laughs> where we just like start rocking and tell people about the good old days of craft beer. Back in my day, <laughs> we could only get it in, in bottles. The only thing that came in cans was... Was there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're, let's get this cracked and wait, poured. wait, cracked. Is this a crack? Technically? Yeah. We're going to crack the, crack the, crack the, uh, the single bottle cap. Yeah. We're going to pop. We're popping bottles. And I could, I would add it to my bottle cap map behind me. But I think Weyerbacher was like one of my first ads on there because they're. It's literally the yeah. it's the first one on the bottom right there. Yeah. I can I can see it from here, and it was Mary Monks. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. the exact same bottle cap. <laughs> All right, Dan, 
Let's get a count. All right. One, two, three. Did it crack? It did. Pop. A little bit of a pop there. All right. Look at this. Yeah, they don't, they don't pop like champagne. I don't know what you're expecting. But. <laughs> All right, guys. Nice Let's dip into some nostalgia. Yeah. So um, as we're pouring here, I'll, I'll explain. Um, so this is uh, uh, Mary Monks is kind of a staple. Uh, Dan and I would get each other Mary Monks for Christmas like every year. Yeah, it was like, was a, like a little like, little gift exchange, you know, get a little little. I think actually not a little bottle. This was back when I guess they were in the like the 22 ounce bottles. Yeah, the deucers. And we would uh, we would get Mary Monks together for the holidays. And man, I would just just get hammered at family <laughs> Christmas Eve with this beer. So round out at Christmas. <laughs> All right, boys. Cheers. Slancha. Cheers, everyone. Sweet, sweet nostalgia right mm-hmm. there. Takes it right back. Um, so tell us a little bit about this beer, Maddie. Uh, well, been our flagship for a couple of years now. Um, I don't exactly know what year this debuted in distribution, but it's been in our portfolio for most of it, at least while we were in um, the location that, the, that we're at now, which has been 17 years out of these 26 years that we've been open. Um, Belgian triple, really, really simple malt bill. Uh, it's just basically Pilsner malt. Um, a bit of uh, granulated sugar to just kind of, you know, feed the yeast and take a little bit of body out of there to dry it out. Uh, a little bit of Saz hops in the Whirlpool, just a little noble, noble variety uh, hit there. And then, uh, yeah, our house uh, Belgian strain uh, just takes it down pretty low, finishes generally, you know, Generally a little bit lower than three, I guess, depending on where we start, but, uh, it dries out pretty, pretty well, but still eh, maintains a little bit of a body could be drier, but we didn't want it to be bone, bone dry. So, so. um, the description that, uh, that we have for Mary Monks is, uh, it's a Belgian style triple, obviously, uh, Pilsner malt combined with an Abbey yeast strain yields a remarkable and complex flavor packed with notes of spice, banana, and pear. Nicely balanced with a moderate to dry finish, uh, 9.3% percent alcohol by volume. Um, the BJCP uh, notes the Belgian triple as a pale, somewhat spicy, dry, strong Trappist ale with a pleasant rounded malt flavor and firm bitterness. Uh, quite aromatic and spicy, fruity, and light alcohol notes combining with the supportive clean malt character to produce a surprisingly drinkable bre- beverage considering the high alcohol level. I would say that ticks all the boxes here. I guess using the Pilsner malt, it really goes with the, um, what it says clean malt character right there. Yeah, it's about as clean as it gets. And, you know, you kind of, you know, I don't want to call it adjunct, but it's adjunct brewing, you know, with the, uh, how Belgians would put, you know, sugars in their, in their, uh, in their work to kind of, um, complement yet also kind of thin it out a little bit. You know, it's yeast food without the added, uh, the additional, you know, whatever else the malt's bringing through there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, for, for this, we really let the, the, the yeast, uh, do the talking. It's a pretty expressive yeast strain. Um, so 
yeah, a little bit of, little bit of maltiness left, a little bit, little bit of hop, you know, it's just faint and just let the, uh, let the yeast do its work. And it's just it, like immediately you get that, like the banana flavor that it has been stuck on my palate for, I don't know what, uh, 10 years now. Yeah. A little more. <laughs> a little more. <laughs> it always brings back like fond memories of like the holidays. I feel like I really, you know, really get into the triples, you know, around the Christmas time and everything around the holidays, even like before just doing Thanksgiving and just start going on a Belgian kick. And the malt character in this, I do enjoy a lot. Like it said, like the moderate to dry finish. I like that it's kind of moderate because it does have such a nice malt like flavor to it. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the uh, the Belgian triple. I mean, I feel like when it's done right, it's it's done right. You know, it's agreed. We've had a couple that um, really nail it. A um, little bit different, like fruit esters in there, uh, depending on where who you're getting it from and what you know what kind of yeast they're using. Um, but this is a dog shake in the background. Um, it sounded like yep. someone was shaking a spray paint can for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I mean, I mean, that's kind of, uh, of course, I like it. It's Mary Monks. It's it's like our. our it thing. was the it was the reason we wanted Weyerbacher on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's we've people have described it as like a gateway beer, you know, and it's it doesn't taste like it's you know nine percent plus alcohol you know or yeah it's just one of those beers that uh anyone can drink and usually has a story oh most of our beers people have a story related to it somewhat usually a drunken story they didn't realize how (laughs) drunk they were gonna get so yeah i um yeah weyerbacher was always like that uh the high abv beer yeah this was the one where you know i would get you know put, put on my nice christmas sweater you know, go out, meet with the family, and just get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I was like, what was it? popping it was, the uh, popping the old cork off the old ones there, and just being like, "All right, who's ready to rock?" What was uh, there was, I, I'm if I'm thinking correctly, and I'm starting to doubt myself, but the three that I always remembered from Weyerbacher were Mary Monks, Blithering Idiot, and Double Simcoe. I believe oh, so. Yeah. yeah. Double Simcoe was uh Weyerbacher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the one I was doubting. I was yeah. like, I know it was like an well, Blithering Idiot. Yeah. It was like Blithering Idiot. Well, yeah, that was the <laughs> one that was like, Oh my God. An Just 11, the name alone. And 11% beer. What? <laughs> <laughs> These all kind of hit us around the time we were turning 21. So yeah. it was like, we were, we were recklessly diving into craft beer. Yeah, it was just know. head first into whatever was high ABV. Yeah, Blithering Idiot and Golden Monkey. Those were like the two standards. <laughs> how fast and how drunk can we get? We've we've slowed down since rel- <laughs> well, relatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relatively. Um, so how long have you been uh, at Weyerbacher? Uh, this is my eighth year. Your eighth year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not too, I mean, not too long in you know, comparison to the how long they've been around but so uh you have your staple beers like i mentioned you have merry monks blithering idiots still out there um i haven't i mean i haven't seen double simcoe in a while is that one that's on rotation still no uh we kind of i don't want to say we took a break but as um west coast ipas kind of became 
less relevant as well as those style beers in bottles. Mm-hmm. We kind of backed off that one a little bit. So it may come back one day. We still have people asking for it, but we're focusing on the um, the Merry Monk, the Blithering Idiot, the Tiny, and the Quad right now, and then our Pumpkin, which we're making right now, and uh, a couple other barrel age releases of the year. See, I think the Westie's coming back. I man. think the West Coast are coming back too. Um, I agree. I no, think well, there's a resurgence in that. So, yeah, I'm we're seeing a lot more Simcoe out there. I'm seeing all the uh, the Northwest flavors coming back. Yeah, you getting that piney resinous. So more but um yeah yeah we're keeping an eye on it we do we do use a decent amount of it for tap room release and we do a bit of like you know draft production for select accounts for salespeople. you know get out there and find interesting company uh, you know restaurants or bars or whatever but uh yeah in the bottle the bottle is just a tough sell for an ipa right now um especially for a company that's not really known for being that relevant for IPAs in the market. <clears throat> I think it, it, I mean, it could be something like catches people's eyes because you don't mm-hmm. see IPAs in the bottle. Um, well, yeah, our beers definitely stand out amongst the cans at this point. Yeah. Cause I think can production for breweries out there right now, it's over 50%. Most people are putting out mostly cans. So I think because all the new, the new breweries are just going straight into cans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I think of like uh, IPAs and bottles, I mean you have uh, like Ballast Point. Uh, Ballast Point. Uh, we have Dogfish Head. Sierra um, Nevada. Yep. So and it's is, like those classic. It's dog, the old guard. Of is Dogfish IPAs. even still doing bottle IPAs yeah. and bottles? Yeah. Are they sixty? I thought they switched over to primarily cans. I haven't seen a can of it. I still I still see it in bottles, and it's a little like stubby bottle too. I always call it like the stubby bottle every time I got a. Uh, like a 90 or a 120 because it was like a slightly shorter than the other ones. And I'm a short guy anyway. So I always went with that. <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to downplay the short bottle. It doesn't get any love. <laughs> so yeah, I, they're still out there. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. I would imagine that they're probably leaning toward cans at this point, but still, you know, we're afraid of can cannibalizing our own sales. If we had like multiple formats, so, Man, I have not even seen one. I'm going to try and look it up while you talk there. So um, is that the the reason you guys haven't switched over to a canning line? Is that, you know, it kind of sets you guys apart? In a way, yeah. I mean, you know, we keep good communication with our wholesalers and, you know, try and keep an ear to the ground. You know, we definitely have an older and more nostalgic uh, pre- presence out there. And I think that going all bottles would be – the wrong choice for our products for most most of the ones that you think of like mary monks like maybe do like a little bit in cans but we're just not quite there yet i don't you know even, we're I, the market is out right now i think we've had one belgian triple in a can we had a double was it a double warwick right oh, okay yeah it was a it was a uh it was a double okay we haven't had a triple we had a quad in a can Oh yeah, we had did have a quad in a <laughs> we can. We did have a quad in a can. Um I'm looking at a hundred and twenty minute right now in a can and I I, I just don't know how I feel about it. Feels <laughs> feels wrong, right? Put that in. Yeah, I just I'm looking at classic bottle like designs and you know, yeah, you're ninety minute and then also I saw a can and went <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how like Wirebacher's like fan base would feel if you guys just did Mary Monks in a can. I feel like there would be like a record scratch and it would just be like <laughs> 
Yeah, we kind of feel the same way. So, you know, maybe one day we'll test the market, but uh, right now the market's market's a little weird. So we're, we're good with the bottles at the moment. Yeah, this is my first time having Merry Monks in a 12-ounce bottle too because I always bought it in the large bottles. Yeah, yeah. Bombers. Yep. I'll always get in the bomber and I, yeah, I get the, I bought like a, like a little wine caddy and like, and I don't drink wine. I just got it for like the bombers. So I would always like come to like, you know, Christmas dinner with like a wine bottle caddy. I'm like, I'm just going to bring out my 22 ounce Mary Monks. Oh, great. Uh, is that for everybody? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Get your own. Um, all right. So how did you get your, uh, your start in brewing? Um, I guess just kind of like a general interest in craft beer, um, food and beer pairings, you know, leading into, you know, I cooked a lot at home, grew up with a big garden, you know, just kind of like the whole DIY aspect of things. And I don't know, kind of got turned on to making beer at home, which kind of led me into finding some different schools to look at. And I found one that worked for me and kind of just made the leap, uh, Went to the American uh, Brewers Guild in 2013 and apprenticed at uh, Weyerbacher right after that, and they took me on. So, oh, so, so you've been like Weyerbacher yeah, from ride the start? Or, ride or die. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, you know, as we all kind of had some like nostalgia with them, you know, like growing up and their local, you know, they kind of just had like a, a place in my heart. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to brew at the local brewery? I wasn't really like feeling move across the country, you know? Um, so yeah, figure I'd see how it go there and yeah, yeah. Worked out. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, uh, what, what would you say is the, uh, the split between like recipes that you're working off of and recipes that are yours? Um, I mean, off of, you know, we, we've, tweaks uh, so much even with like the old old recipes just to keep them you know as we get you know better procedures and we're always looking at our water chemistry and yeast pitching rates and um you know efficiencies as volume kind of change as we get like different malt lots you know things always change so we've always got like a hand like it's not the same recipe that we've like that we knock the dust off of every day um, but you know, those were well-established, uh, prior to me, uh, being there. But, uh, I mean, most like the small batch stuff that comes out of our five barrel pilot system. Um, that's pretty much, you know, we, we, we collaborate. It's most, most things are a group, e group effort, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm pretty much putting together the schedule for most of the beers you see in the tap room that aren't on the shelf. Okay. I feel like Matt, he just like pulls open the Mary Monk scroll. Like he says, <laughs> like he's dusting it off. He just like blows it off and he just like looks at it. So have there been any like tweaks to Mary Monk since you've started that you have instituted? Uh, yeah, some collectively. Um, there were a few things, um, you know, we were boiling for 90 minutes and I felt like we didn't really need to be doing that. So I knocked it down to 60, you know cut some time off the day, especially when we're, we have three beers in a day that, uh, definitely helps the, the person, um, you know, closing, get out of there a little earlier. Not that, you know, we, we did some trials to make sure we weren't sacrificing any beer quality. So obviously we're always, um, you know, careful that we're not, um, you know, trying to create efficiencies and sacrificing, uh, our product. So, 
you know, after some testing, we've um, cut the boils back a little bit. Um, we stopped bottle conditioning, which was just adding, we believe, some unwanted flavors and definitely a lot more time and inconsistencies to the product. Uh, it is a more traditional process, but it wasn't a process that I could say was ever really done correctly. Um, so it's something that we just kind of, again, you know, side by side trial and, um, yeah, we're not, we're no longer bottle conditioning. There is some marketing updates. I think we still need to do with that. Okay. Uh, a lot of people noticed there wasn't any schmutz at the bottom of the bottle. Some old guys didn't really like that, but, uh, I know, feel like, like the, um, there was a little bit of like a, I would say like a, almost like a changing like clarity to it. And I wish I had more photos to it. Like it just has a lighter color to it than what I remember. Yeah, out of it. I don't know if that's because of like the schmutz. There's not that inherent like yeast haze that you might get from rousing that in the bottle a little bit when you, uh, when you pour it out. So yeah, there's, there's, there's it's definitely a more refined product now. And honestly, I, you know, we, we always did that to get uh, a little bit higher carbonation in the bottle, but we just carbonated it higher before we bottled it and okay. achieved the same thing. So I, I just wish that like I had the palate I had or I have now when I was like 21 and not just like, you know, chugging bottles so I can get that real like comparison. The only thing I like remember is just pouring this out. Now I remember it just had like a, just a slightly like, yeah, like you said, like a hazier, yeah. darkier or like darkier, darker <laughs> flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a tough one to change. That's something that a lot of people uh, knew that one for. But I mean, honestly, it was killing our production because that would add anywhere from a week to three weeks to that beer being bottled and going out the door. So we were literally like always like okay when's it done when's it done when's it done and to varying degrees of bottle conditioning by the way we were doing it so i mean i think that we are treating the product better by not doing it at this point it's interesting yeah i definitely have a new appreciation for it now coming back to it with a more refined palette now that we've been doing this podcast where we we try to study the bjcp as best we can yeah you know in no, our off time. I agree. Um, there's a lot of beers like that. Um, I feel like I would appreciate a lot more, especially like talking about double Simcoe. That gotcha. was like one of the first IPAs that I actually liked. I know you were like anti IPA when <laughs> I was like just shoving them in your face. And like, I, I just remember like, I thought, Oh, double Simcoe, it's double good. And I mean, now, I mean, Duh. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Duh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not wrong. It's science, Tom. But uh, I, it, with the appreciation that I have for that hop now, uh, I, I I would like to try that again. You know, <laughs> after having you know so many different iterations of the IPA, like, yeah. I'd like to go back to that and say like experience what you know twenty one year old Tom experienced. Yeah, I was like deep in the trenches of like the IBU war, just with like a bandolier of bottled IPAs, just trying to give them the Tom, and he was just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, that was a weird. Well, not a weird time. It's a very different time in beer. It was. It you was think about that. Pretty uh, more cat piss, recently. more pine. 
get to that point where like the IBUs, you just can't even taste, you can't even taste the difference. <laughs> yeah. Scraping it off your tongue. Yeah. What is the difference? Is it like a hundred where you just can't even tell anymore or something? <laughs> yeah. Past a hundred. I mean, I'm not sure if you're really getting it. It can get anything else in solution. Uh, I came up with the perfect, uh, the perfect YouTube series for you to do. Oh, okay. And IBU ones. Oh, yeah. like hot ones, like yeah. with Sean Evans, but yep. it's just me with like high IBU IPAs. Yeah. And I'll uh, just bring people on. <laughs> you start with a low IBU and then you work your way up to like a hundred. Oh my God. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring just, non like beer drinkers onto it too <laughs> and just gauge their reactions. You just do a dab of the, uh, the hundred IBU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't taste the difference. Can you? I'm numb inside. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so let's finish up uh mary monks here and uh, we'll get into our next one hey danny herb has shared our stream thanks danny that's me oh. yeah i shared it all right mary monks um i don't know what else to say about it it's a damn near perfect belgian triple yeah. um if you live in pennsylvania and you haven't had mary monks yet what are you doing? Yeah. If you like uh, adjunct beers, uh, but don't want the adjuncts, I know Maddie said this is an adjunct beer, but uh, every brewer in, at its most literal sense, yeah, every, <laughs> every new craft yeah. brewer just scoffed at that. They were like, Oh, you added granulated sugar to it. <laughs> Let me show you my, my banana custard, uh, Berliner vice triple marshmallow. Yeah. Let me let my vat of jet fluff tell you about adjunct laden beers. <laughs> I just got real hungry for jet fluff. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is uh, it tastes like an adjunct beer with no adjuncts in it. I mean, you have you don't put any bananas in there uh, and you get a huge banana flavor uh, that it would you get the kind of banana flavor that would make some of the breweries in this area blush. <laughs> some serious banana in this hey jealousy <laughs> um you guys want to measure your banana flavor with me <laughs> um yeah we're kind of a we're kind of an anti-adjunct uh podcast uh maddie i don't we All didn't right. we didn't really pre-discuss that uh <laughs> not not real big into the adjuncts uh, bringing it up i'm sorry <laughs> how dare you now it's okay we like we like to, uh, you know, we jest. Yeah. We jest. Yeah, we, we poke fun. Um, traditional adjuncts. Traditional adjuncts. Right. Yeah, when you said when you said adjunct, I was like, mental note, mental note. These aren't adjuncts. These aren't real adjuncts. <laughs> well, we like to call them noble adjuncts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll call them noble adjuncts. The traditional adjuncts. There you go. Rotheinska adjuncts. Yeah, none of these none of these new wave adjuncts. Belgian the, adjuncts. Yeah, the, the guitar of adjuncts. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like the classical guitar of adjuncts. Yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. The new new guys have like the uh, they're like the keyboard necktie of uh, of adjuncts. They're like the Korg MIDI keyboard of yes, adjuncts. There you go. There you go. Real yeah. real small keyboard, but just rocking out hard. Very much so. Um, all right, Dan, we're gonna get into a, another Weyerbacher beer. Um, now, this is a new one for me. I haven't had this. Yeah, one. no, I've never had this one either. Um, and uh, high ABV, uh, as most of the offerings are. But um, Tom. Before we go into this next beer, what we will be posting Merry Monks as well as this beer on our untapped. Follow us. At <laughs> <laughs> 
follow us on untapped at best best friends pod that's best best friends p-o-d hell yeah that's a nice one to bring in this high abv beer that's two yep yep um all right so we're gonna be doing tiny uh by weyerbacher um it's listed as an imperial stout but uh on the bottle i believe it's a belgian imperial stout which that, yep. I, I think that was kind of the deciding factor in uh in my i see a pattern here, here yeah yeah so yeah um I'll talk about uh, let's talk about the beer and then I'll, I'll talk about my uh, my dis- decision process on this beer. Uh, so Tiny is a Belgian inspired imperial stout weighing in at 11.8 percent ABV. <laughs> I started sweating as you read that. <laughs> You'll find big chocolate and roasted notes balanced with Belgian flavors from the Abbey yeast strain. Oh, stick them in the Abbey yeast strain. Uh, this ah. beer is very smooth and lacks the astringency. God nailed it. Uh, you sometimes find in these big imperial stouts. I was really hoping you were going to mispronounce that. <laughs> Astringency. It's a string. It's so 11.8% alcohol by volume. Uh, let's jump into this thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Daniel? You, you want me to count you off? I cracked the last oh, one. Okay. You ready? All right. All right. One, two, three. Go. Oh, looky. He got a pop on that. He's got, he's got really good acoustics in there. This one's pretty fresh. Uh, not that that should have lost anything, but yeah, I don't know. There's no. Is there a bottled on label? So I've never had an imperial stout that was made with a Belgian yeast strain or this Abbey yeast strain before. So um, tell us about it. Like what what does it do to the I guess the flavor profile of a imperial stout? Um. This particular one, it's the same exact strain that we use in the Merry Monks. Um, so it's our house Belgian um, with darker roasted malts and um, <sighs> malts and grains that have more mouthfeel. Uh, it kind of, kind of, it kind of uh, brings a different phenolic profile to to the beer. Um, you get a bit more smoke. Uh, that banana is still there, but it's subdued. Some people are more sensitive to it than others. Um, on like, depending on what generation the yeast is in, um, I might get like a little bit of like a chocolate covered banana, which I'm not mad about. It's like pretty subtle, but I'm sensitive to, uh, uh, the banana, um, uh, flavor and aroma profile of that yeast. So yeah, yeah I mean it, it, it's subtle and it's smooth and yeah you don't you don't get that uh, kind of higher alcohol bite that you might with an American ale strain. Oh, okay. uh, it just kind of rounds it out. It's got this like underlying fruitiness that complements but doesn't overpower. All right, all right, let's do Boys. it. Sancha, cheers, sir. Cheers. You got me really excited on chocolate covered banana, by the way. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had um, a stouty boy on the podcast. Well, even a, just a solid imperial stout. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one we had. Um, God, it's been so long. We yeah. have so many beers. This is nice. Um, very roasty, which I mean, I enjoy. Yeah, I love it. Um, so uh, the BJCP, 
which the Imperial Stout style 20C, by the way, uh, if you're playing at home. For all um, the people playing the home yeah. game, BJCP. It's an intensely flavored, big, dark ale with a wide range of flavor balances and regional interpretations. Roasty, burnt malt with deep, dark, or dried fruit flavors and a warming, bittersweet finish. Despite the intense flavors, the components need to meld together to create a complex, harmonious beer, not a hot mess. I like how the BJCP used the term hot mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the only current thing on the BJCP. (laughs) This would be one of the only beers we haven't sent to the sent to GABF, which we just sent our beers out today uh, to be judged. So we don't have any BJCP tasting notes on it because there isn't a specific Belgian Imperial Stout category. Agreed. So we haven't kind of rolled the dice on it yet. We were thinking about it this year, but. Can you can you tell us what uh what beers you sent out to GABF? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we sent Merry Monks, uh, we sent Imperial Pumpkin and uh, Blithering Idiot. So Monks went into Belgian Triple, right? Uh, um, Pumpkin went into Pumpkin Spice Beer, and um, Idiot went into Old Ale, Strong Ale, Strong Wine. Yeah. Those are the only three beers I've ever drank from Weyerbacher until literally two minutes ago. Cracking open <laughs> tiny here. Imperial <laughs> pumpkin might be. No, wait, no, I have zero. Never mind. French checked in, but I went my my uh, my untapped at the beginning of the uh, my untapped. Uh, if you look back at like my first check in beers, it's all ciders and pumpkin beers. I just wish they had like an automated thing that just like checked my beers in as I drank them because I can't keep up. I can't keep up with untapped anymore. I'm just like, I wish there was like an Apple watch app that just every time I cracked a beer, it just logged it in like my workouts. Like, (laughs) Hey, I see you have a strong ale. We're just going to throw this in there. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) They, they have like the, uh, they have a scanner tool, which you should be able to just boom, scan it. It pops into your feed. I got to pump up my numbers. QR code uh, action popping up on some bottles just to, you know, get that, pop that cap quicker. So my, uh, I started my untapped in uh, 2014. And at that time I was heavy in the, I was heavy in the ciders, (laughs) loved ciders. I still, I still like a good cider. It's refreshing. Um, I wish I could find one. Woodchuck made a, uh, um, a hop, a hopped cider. Back when hop- ciders were ciders, real ciders. Back yeah. when ciders were ciders. They made they made a hopped cider and it it's always it's that was one of the that was one of the beers that have stuck with me. I remember I worked at an Irish pub and like one time for my shift beer I got a Magnus. Magnus. And I was like, yeah, not for me. <laughs> I used to I, I drank I I, I kind of discovered ciders when I was in Ireland and uh Magnus is the big one over there. It's called Bulmers over across the pond across the pond yeah but they have uh they have taps that serve it on ice like it comes out with crushed ice hell yeah yeah like a slushy yeah i do i do like a magners um i live in bethlehem we've got mccarthy's red stag right by us mm. great hangover drink is the snake bite it's magners top with guinness, guinness. Yep. It actually floats on there not really well i do like guinness but not really a pear cider guy they they do work I like a I, I I like a good dry cider. I'm not I don't like a like a woodchuck or like a what what is it Reds, 
yeah. Red's apple. So, you know, it, it, like I don't like that sweet. I like a nice dry. Yeah. Um, Freak on Farms is a, a, a apple orchard by us that does their own ciders and they do a, a whole line of different and I got like the semi-sweet and it was it was perfect. I remember when you came back from Ireland all cultured and was into like, <laughs> you know, dry ciders and, you know. Oh, we, like, yeah. Yep. You should try these new things. Yeah, They're called had, the ciders. He had this, yeah, he had this strange accent. It wasn't quite Irish. It was weird. It was like Irish Delco. Um, <laughs> but then he was like, you know, try, hey, maybe we uh, should. Try this, John. Try this, try <laughs> this, John. It's a, it's a, it's called an apple cider. Oh, try this hoggy. <laughs> <laughs> and you decided to get a case of cider. Yeah. For when we saw the hip hop group, the roots Hell live yeah. in concert, Hell yeah. you thought, Hey, what was a good pregame for a hip hop concert? Bro. Some craft cider. Bro. So refreshing. <laughs> it's so refreshing. Slam a couple of those back. I mean, the headache is going to be intense the next morning. But I, I, I tried to keep my bottle inside like the uh, trunk of my car so people wouldn't see it. And I just like took tiny <laughs> sips. <laughs> Man, you can't be embarrassed about what you drink. Drink what you drink. <laughs> I'll make fun of you for like drinking a, a smoothie sour. But, you know, if you're commit, commit to your uh, to commit to your drink, you know. Back to the stout. Um, chocolate covered banana is pretty awesome on this. Um, I did decide to quickly drink some water before going this because I wanted to have like my palate, you know, somewhat cleansed after having a Belgian triple so I could get a little bit more banana. I'm kind of getting more like a um, I'm not getting so much a banana. I'm getting more like a like a plum or a, like, like a fruit a ester. Yeah, yeah, like, like fruit, those fruit esters. Yeah. Yeah. Getting um, a lot of that, too. Which it, not. It's not not enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's different in this type of vessel, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the the banana can be perceived differently. I mean, some people are more sensitive to it than others. Uh, we do use a decent amount of crystal malt in here, and that the way that Belgian yeast kind of works with the the darker malts, you can get like heavy stone fruit, you know, with the caramel malts, and just you know, yeah, get that uh, cherry. Um, Biggie kind of kind of thing yeah. going on. No, this is nice. It's roasty. I'm getting like a bittersweet chocolate flavor from it. Um, really enjoyable. Really enjoyable. Very smooth too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I guess the one thing that the BJCP like talks about for an imperial stout is you know everything working harmoniously together, not a hot mess. I think you guys found a way to incorporate like that Belgian style in the Imperial Stout while keeping it harmonious, which is awesome. Um, and Dan, you know, we we did something that we've kind of been slacking mm -hmm. on the past couple podcasts is we we asked our our brewer here about glassware. We paired glassware. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did actually for one time, other than me just going, ah, grab the Pennsylvania glass. Nordics. Yeah, or Nordics. <laughs> I want the Nordics. Oh, you got the dog. <laughs> He's got dog cam going. <laughs> <laughs> I think our uh, two podcasts ago, we had a camera specifically when we were on Warwick. Yeah, we were on. We had pup cam. <laughs> we had a third screen that was just a dog sleeping in a bed. Yep. <laughs> a dog named Taco. Taco, taco cam. Yeah. So what was the, uh, so is this a recipe that you came up with or is this one that you were working off of, uh, from the previous brewer? 
This is actually uh, our 15th anniversary that turned into a production beer. Okay. So this was, yeah, this went through a couple transitions. It was 15, and then it was tiny under the straw. There was a like a circus strongman label that had like the 15. <laughs> I don't know, like um, I think there's I don't know, there's something with the line and the constellation. There was some sort of connection with the new label. I like the, the old Strongman label better, but um, yeah, it was our 15th anniversary beer that kind of... Like the old weightlifters with the kettlebells. Like, They get on like one of those bikes with like the really big wheel and the really tiny wheel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for a while. I don't know how long between that anniversary brew and it coming out is tiny, but, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it doesn't sell like hotcakes, but like it's on everyone's order, you know, it just like kind of just like trickles out. Like people know it, they want it. They just like savor it all year round. So yeah, it's, it's one of those beers that like, I don't know why it sells in the summer, but it sells in the summer. Really? What? That's <laughs> odd. Cause I was going to say, Oh, it's just stout season. <laughs> This is. I say the same thing, but shit, if it sells, you know, I'm not going to say right. right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is a beer I would introduce. Like if, like I had a friend who was into stouts and never experienced like a Belgian imperial, I would kind of show this to them. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you have to check this out because it does have unique flavors that work harmoniously together. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the moment where I mispronounce harmoniously. It's coming. It's a really tough word. I'm really struggling. I sweat. I like a bead of sweat rolled down the side of my head when I was saying it before. But we're gonna start slurring real soon. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, you're gonna. Uh, my my money would be on you going a little, a little more delco. You're gonna harmonious, harmoniously, harmonious. <laughs> oh, it's getting real harmonious. But it just works so well in this beer, and yeah, like you said, you get this like chocolate covered banana, almost like this, these fruit esters in a stout that you don't traditionally get in an Imperial and it just gives it a, a unique flavor. I like this beer a lot. Yeah. Super, super, super enjoyable. Um, what, did you have any tweaks on this one? Any personal tweaks? Yeah, we've, um, kind of worked on the roast profile on that one. We've also, uh, we've changed, well, we've changed malt suppliers like malt, probably changes more than well at least for us changes more than some people might think but you know you make it work um we have changed suppliers and um yeah it's 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 honestly i think for the betterment of the beer we used to use um, a bit more english forward base malt and now it's a bit more american which i think i think uh lends itself better to a bunch of our smaller bodied beers like uh like monks so we kind of share most the same base malt but um i think it gives like a cleaner impression on this beer rather than like a fuller body where we can make that up with like either you know adding more wheat or like a dextrin malt or finishing a little bit higher yet still getting the same abv so there's always like gives and takes, you know, we're, I think there's just tweaks always happening regardless, even if you don't want to make them. So yeah, we're, we're always tweaking stuff. That's one of the things I mentioned earlier was like, it has a clean, like kind of finish to the taste and everything. Um, with this, it works well with just kind of bringing everything together too. Yeah. It doesn't muddy everything up. 
No, it's a nice, it's, <clears throat> it's a nice classic, I, I would say a classic Belgian Imperial stout, but I never had a Belgian Imperial stout, but it, it's. Neither I mean, is it, a classic. It, it is a classic <laughs> Imperial stout flavor, that, that smoky, roasty malt flavor to yeah. it. And dry flute, uh, f- dried flute flavors, oh. fruit flavors. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it's starting to starting to hit. It's there starting it to hit Diffy now. Um, but yeah, those are prevalent in the Imperial Stout, but yeah. you just kind of accented it a little bit more by bringing in the Belgian yeast, and it works really well. So <clears throat> outside of Weyerbacher, what would you say your favorite beer is? At the moment, oh, man, well, I mean, I we think- were talking about uh, – my Puerto Rican honeymoon, um, I was drinking a lot of Madaya, uh, Madaya lights. It's, uh, like they're, it's here now. I'm not sure for how long, but I see the signs now that I saw them everywhere in Puerto Rico, but it's just like a crushable Island beer. I mean, I was just like drinking those and sipping on rum. So, I mean, right now it, it, it never stays the same. I don't have any, it looks like a beautiful beer. I'm looking at right now. (laughs) You literally drive through Puerto Rico and everything is brought to you by Medaya. Like they just like put their signs up everywhere advertising this bar. Um, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful, cheap stuff. You just buy it at beat stands and wherever you might be. Um, but, um, this is like the natty light of Puerto Rico. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a big lager fan. Uh, right now, you know, drinking seasonally, seasonably, seasonably, whatever. Um, yeah, just looking for you know, if I go to a new spot or I see a new lager, I want to see, want to want to try. You know, I usually pick it up. Um, so yeah, I mean, just uh, usually a nice light lager, well done pilsner. Um, Pinner by Oscar Blues, usually in my fridge. Um, uh, I think we saw you pre-gaming with a Corona before we started this. Corona, <laughs> don't don't ever make fun of my Corona. That's, that's, just, <laughs> that's, that's just a poor uh, taste. I'm not even sure why we had that, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's usually in the fridge too. But uh, yeah, Dan, what was it? Do you have a, a honeymoon beer? Honeymoon beer for me was. Um, the uh the skull ipa because we had our honeymoon in iceland so as soon as i landed i was like i wonder if there's going to be an ipa in iceland and we were like roll through duty free and they just had a like a pile of it i went thank god thank it's gotta thank, be good thank you guys <laughs> yeah i mean traditional like i don't know how i say like american ipa in iceland but yeah it was it was like a traditional american ipa and came in six packs threw that in the old duty free cart as we were rolling out. <laughs> I got to think that like the water profile over there is pretty intense. Oh, uh, um, uh, like I had one clean. of the, yeah, I had one of the best new England IPAs I've ever had in, uh, Iceland. <laughs> and actually it was the reason Iceland was the reason when I got married that I signed up for untapped because I'm like, I have to remember this beer and I have to just like post it somewhere just so I can go back and like, remember it when I go back there. Nice. But yeah, um, just super clean American IPA. The one thing like on the honeymoon that I was disappointed when I should have done research first is they don't have a lot of whiskey out there. So not a lot of fields in Iceland, not a lot of grain. So 
Um, they have a ton of vodka. They don't really import a lot either. So they yeah. don't import a lot either. Um, beer wasn't legal until 1987 wow. in uh, Iceland. Huh. So like even beer was like unheard of, but they had some, yeah, they didn't, they didn't get word about the Volstead act. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like they, they, they just, I, I asked and they didn't even give me an answer. I was like, why? And they were just, because it was like going to Germany and asking like, you know, asking questions about everything before 1945. <laughs> it was like, we were on vacation. <laughs> Just yeah. because. Yeah. Germany was closed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so not. So there's no Germany before then. Yeah. Not legal until like 1986 or 87 and no whiskey to be found. So it was just like a ton of vodka and a ton of schnapps out there. That I think. Engine. It's really weird. I think you like people forget <clears throat> like how regional whiskey is. Yes. Agreed. And like there's such a close proximity of Iceland to Ireland I was like, just bring some fucking just something from there. Just bring it over. <laughs> but still, even even ha- as close it is, uh, like shipping is probably a nightmare. Yeah, I even asked. if even if they do get like whiskey or bourbon there, it's it's good. The prices are going to be astronomical. You have no idea. <laughs> I asked for one shot of Jameson at a bar, and I'll I'll go into the conversion rate later of what I had to pay for one shot of Jameson there. <laughs> it, 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 it was basically a night at your hotel. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. But yeah, um so you're at Riviera Maya. What was like what was vacation beer like for you? It's, it's surprisingly so, no, surprisingly <laughs> enough it's something you can get in the states and I didn't know that you could get in get it in the states until I had it there. Soul. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Soul I so in in our room we had a little mini fridge that was constantly stocked with chips. Chips in the fridge. Didn't know I loved it, but I do now. Um, chips. You yeah. ever accidentally like leave a Wawa bag in the fridge with like a yeah. hoagie and you accidentally left the chips in there and then you, oh my God. Bag up, bag of Lay's. Just do it one day, man. Just give it a, give it a go. Uh, yeah, they, they would put Lay's. Did it get soggy? What's that? They didn't get weird? No. No, it was like, no? A, it was like a cold crisp. Oh no, it's great. Try it. Uh, it's like the Coors Banquet oh, beer of oh. chips. Two things, two things to put in the fridge, chips and, uh, Oreos. Oreos in the fridge, way better than Oreos. Broom temp. It's like a little mini ice cream sandwich. Um, uh, you thank me later. Um, so we would have, they would put bags of chips and then we would have, uh, what were the, what were the beers? It was soul, uh, Corona, I, I, Corona light, oddly enough, uh, Corona light. Um, there was a, a third one. Uh, Ma- I want to say Modelo, but it might not have been Modelo. And oh no no no, it was a uh, Dosakis. Dosakis. It was a uh, Soul, Corona Light, Dosakis, and Heineken. And I only drank the Soul. I had one Soul, <laughs> and then I anytime they came back, I was like Muscle, 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 por favor, please. And I, that's all I drank. I never touched. I think I I drank one Heineken. Not a Heineken guy. Not a, not a Heineken guy. Yeah, I've never been on the on the Heineken. Um, yeah. I definitely mispronounced what it was. It was in Iceland. It was Ulfer. Ulfer. Skull double IPA. IBUs on it. Pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 are we, what are we speaking here? Yeah, there's like 
it's like the unrecognizable amount of IPUs where it's like, why'd you do it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Just three question marks. That's how you yep. know it's a, it was like that and like Einstock, which you can get here if you've ever had like Einstock. I had Einstock on our one year anniversary, actually you know, just like brought it in the fridge. I still have it in the fridge. Like I finished, I got a six pack. I it can't be good. Yeah. We, we killed two of those beers. And it's, it's basically the, uh, blue moon of Iceland. Mm. <laughs> so, which isn't saying much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I guess, so, uh, desert Island beer. Um, if you're like a style desert Island style of beer, are you going lager Pilsner? Lager Pilsner, I got a soft spot for Saison's, uh, okay. like Saison DuPont's, one of my, you know, favorite beers in the world. I could just drink them all day. I feel like everybody but Dan has like a favorite Saison. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you don't. It's like a, it's like wheat beer. I just don't have a favorite. Just It's just there. It's Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't have a favorite Saison. Mm-hmm. Like we've had a bunch of Saison's on the podcast. I... So, it's all, you're always just like it's there. I pick out enjoyable parts of it, yeah. but like I never go. Yeah, this is actually the first brewery we've had on that did Desert Island saison. Yeah, so it's true. I surprised uh, most most brewers say Pilsner Lager. Yeah, I mean it's the uh, it's it, the brewer's beer. Yeah, we're simple trash humans. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we always hear that you know it it takes a little bit more skill, a little bit more technique to get the perfect yeah, a certain finesse to do it. To it. so yeah there's a little bit more to it so there's a little bit more respect from the brewers and that's why they they head to that direction and saison is uh i mean as a brewer from a like a brewery that we've had on this is the first but we've had you know home brewers in the past who that's all they do is saisons they go into their backyard and they pick wildflowers to get yeast off of and they just make they just make saisons, and they're like, "Ah, I, I would drink my saisons all year. That's my desert island beer." Yeah, I, I went through a big like saison farmhouse ale phase where I would just go to, you know, any brewery or or bar that we went to and pick out a whatever saisons on tap. Or, yeah, you know, he would tighten that scarf around his neck like extra tight, <laughs> and he would just be like. I would take, I would, he would take be the, like, uh, barkeep, give me your best saison. I would take my, my headphones out and, and stop listening to death cab for cutie for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, no, yeah. If, if anybody, if a, if a bar had any, any kind of, you know, whether, whether it be on draft or in bottle Sophie by goose Island. Okay. Original yeah. bef- before, before goose Island was, Bye. um, yeah, the original Sophie. Uh, yeah, that was my like go to. If if Sophie was on, I, I'm that's what I'm ordering. So that's that. I've never had Sophie. I haven't seen Sophie in a. Well, I mean, I don't really go out shopping for beer too often anymore. But uh, funny, yeah. funny enough, guess what was sitting next to right next to Weyerbacher's selection at uh, at my local beer dispensary. Really? Did you get any? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's tainted to me. It's tainted. I don't, I, I, I feel like it's not the same as it was, uh, you know, but <clears throat> you know, did they sell yeah. out? Yeah. 
What did they sell out? Is that what you're trying to say? They sold out. Well, it's it's the same thing as does Rolling Rock taste the same? Oh hell no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, in, in, as an old Rolling Rock college drinker, as, as much as that was the first time I got snobby was when like they moved and I had a Rolling Rock. I was like, this isn't Rolling Rock anymore. No, as as much as they say, like, oh yeah, no, we're we're keeping the 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 head brewer and their their brewing operations are not going to change. We're just you know, we're just giving them a, a wider distribution. It's like, no, it's all going to change. They still have to, they still have to answer to the, you know, the QA and the, you know, all that, you know, the, the quality team and has to meet their standards and their standards are probably different than what they were before. It, it's, it's different. It's, it's different. I feel like the, uh, InBev is like going into like just like the TVA, it's just like all the time lords, and they're just like we 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 uh we, we worked on Sophie a little bit. Make it consistent, consistent, <laughs> consistent, consistent, consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's a no soul, 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 soul. It's it's funny that uh, it used to be like InBev or you know Anheuser Busch. They they used to have that like training video, and it would show like the reason they were putting out stuff like. Bud, Bud Light Platinum and like, you know, there was all different iterations of Budweiser. Do you think that video was like, hi, I'm a Pitbull and you're watching the Bud Light Platinum training video? <laughs> no, it was it was it was a real corny. It was a really corny video, but it was talking about how they wanted to make more like different styles. And they were they weren't making different styles of beer to taste good. They're making it to take up shelf space so that craft beer wouldn't have that. And now, and then they were like, well, eventually they got to the point where like, well, they're not going away. So let's start buying them all. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, Sweet. uh, that's, uh, that's that, our, uh, that's our Ted talk. Yeah. On InBev. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard of any like big buys. I feel like there was like a couple, couple years there where they were like really on, um, you know, just like getting out there, but hasn't been any bigger ones that I heard of recently. I, I, cause I think that, um, I think that their thought process was we're going to buy them and then people are still going to buy it. But the craft beer community goes, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. There, you, there, were, there was an image. We change. know what's going on yep. and we're going to stop buying it. Like I haven't had a goose Island in forever. And I would buy Goose Island all the time. I haven't had Goose Island since I was actually in Chicago, and that was like almost a decade ago. But um, I think, was it, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought Ballast Point got bought out, and that's why they were giving out the recipes or something. Somebody bought Ballast Point. I thought it was InBev, but I mean, I could be wrong. I don't believe it was InBev. There was something that was going on. They did go corporate, and they, like they, because uh, Ballast Point puts out recipe like Instagrams. They were just like giving out there like, Hey, here's our beers. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Brew it at home. That was a while ago. I don't remember exactly who bought them. I don't think it was like constellation I, brands. Cause that one doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. It was definitely someone bigger. They definitely went like macro overlord. Constellation. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I constellation brands bought them. <clears throat> who was it? Constellation brand. Oh, it was Constellation. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that, like... I guess you don't hear about InBev buying anyone anymore. After, like, Goose Island, it kind of tarnished their reputation as being, like, this corporate overlord who just buys and just ruins an image. Well, let's see. Let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, let's see. Let's see. InBev Craft Brands. Who, uh... Oh, they got Wicked Weed. Craft Alliance. Um, <laughs> Goose Island, Devil's Backbone, which is, uh, that's local, isn't it? Isn't Devil, Devil's Backbone, wasn't that Philly? Virginia. That was oh, Virginia. it was Virginia? Yeah, Wicked Weed Wicked was Weed Vir- and uh, Virginia as well. Carbach. North Carolina. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, so. And the InBev acquired Platform Beer. Okay. So it looks like the last one was 2014. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. they've uh, they've slowed their roll since, which is, I mean, it's good to hear that you know, there's kind of an image issue with that. People wanting craft beer to remain kind of small, support local. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Brewbound, a website covering the craft beer space, said last year, uh, AB InBev's two largest craft brands, Goose Island, has. 550,000 barrels and shock top 430,000 barrels declined 7% and 23% respectively. Yikes. I mean, it's just, that's, uh, oh, they, oh wait, they own Kona too. Yeah. That's okay. So that's why Kona stopped making one of my favorite beers was, uh, there, it was like a passion fruit. Uh, Oh wait, adjunct. Hold on. Do tell. Yeah. Do tell, Tom. Continue. No, it it was an adjunct beer. Um, What the hell was it? Um, I forget what it was called. It was called like Big Kahuna or something like that. Um, You know, going along with it. But like they put it out for like three years and then it just stopped. Um, Yeah. So they bought that. And uh, it's strange. And then like InBev made some serious cuts over the pandemic, uh, especially in our local area, you know, putting some people have jobs in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, I guess, I guess when like some people, when they start a brewery, it's like, Hey, you know, maybe the goal is one day we're going to get bought out. We're going to make a lot of money off this and that's it. The end. It's like that real big fish song. Sell out. (laughs) Sell out. It's a good song. It's a great Um, song. It is. Um, we got off new metal. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's, I mean, well, Scott is the new metal of punk. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about disdain? <laughs> um, we'll talk about my my punk ska podcast later. Yeah, maybe. We'll, yeah, we'll coloring we'll, in checkered shoes with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I, I really think that that uh, kind of like backfired in their thought process of acquiring. Uh, these craft brands thinking like, oh yeah, the craft beer drinker isn't going to notice. And it's like, no, they, they kind of pay attention. And when they find out that uh, is buying up all these craft breweries, they're going to stop buying beer from those craft breweries. And then they're going to ask what's wrong. Yeah. What's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? <laughs> it does. I mean, you can go locally to any brewery, and I would think that... I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? I, I would think so. I, I think the dr- the beer we got drank pretty good. Some of the beers. 
Most of the beers. Most of the beers. I would say a majority of the beers. Yeah. Sometimes your breweries make a a beer with with key limes and graham crackers and marshmallows and kettle sour it. And I mean, shit, it's what the people want. It's what the people want. It's what sells. It's Tom, a, I know. I know. You, you, you know what you're doing. I know. You know what I'm doing. I actually, I actually really enjoyed that beer. I know you did. I actually you really bringing it up. Really enjoyed that beer. <laughs> Bring um, it up. You're gonna get me fired. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm putting an asterisk on it. Tom enjoyed that beer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tom enjoyed that beer, and Tom wants to try the other adjunct laden beer that just came out. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Dan, I think you might have one more question for Maddie before we go into our, uh, our, our, what are we calling it? Garbage time? <laughs> Garbage time. I mean, we don't have, I mean, we, uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. We can, I mean, we'll see about garbage time yeah, if we yeah, have yeah. time for it. Okay. But one thing I always like to ask because it comes from my background skateboarding is, um, there's always interviews in the old skate magazines. It was like the favorite skaters, favorite skaters, your favorite pro skaters, favorite pro skater. I always like to ask a brewer who his favorite brewer is, whether it be like somebody you looked up to in the past or somebody current who is just catching fire and you're just really hyped on. So I like to ask all of our brewers, you know, who is that one? It could be either one though. So really who is a, who's a brewer that, could be your favorite or somebody current right now that you really look up to um shit currently uh i mean i know going through brewing school you know um vinia russian river he was an idol um you know just uh that was just like the time like you know you were looking for Pliny the elder and the younger and all the sours that they were putting out, um, you know, that was definitely at least like in the the beginning of, you know, me making, uh, beer that was, um, you know, that was, I don't want to say my motivation, but, you know, I kept a pretty close eye on what they were doing and, you know, where the releases were as they were coming into Philly. And, um, you know, right now, I don't want to say like, any, you know, no disrespect to any brewer in particular, but, you know, breweries that are doing it, you know, I, I, uh, kind of have like a different approach, you know, where a brewer doesn't make a brewery, the team makes the brewery, you know, it's, it's not like just that. what the brewer is doing. It's this team, um, firmly believe that, you know, going, you know, the, the few years that I put in at Weyerbacher, you know, it's, it's not just what I'm doing. It's what everyone's doing. Um, you know, there's some awesome teams out there. Um, there are some breweries, though, that, I mean, there is no team. There's a, a brewer and a, a beer tender. and That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You know, yeah, they might be on Buck Road. and operations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I hate to put it on. I hate I'd still. Well, yeah, if it's if it's a perfect. team effort. And I think that's a, like a cool perspective that you have with that. Like, you know, as the team the team as a whole kind of doing it too. Um, I do agree. Russian river, um, Pliny the elder. I had it this year for the first time in like a couple of years since like when it was so hard to find, I just went, I casually went to a restaurant and they had it on tap. I was like, are you kidding me? And (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to get it. 
I hope I don't taste the line. I hope it's just as pure. <laughs> I hope it is as pure as I've had it before straight yep. out of the bottle. And it was so consistent. That is a highly respectable one. I would say right there, um, as a first, um, at, like you said, as your first thought went right to Russian river, I would say that, that, yeah, that's a great choice right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of the, um, you know, it's like the golden goose, you know, it's stuff you couldn't find it's stuff you hear about, you know, it's like, Oh man, like these guys are doing all this really cool stuff. I wish I was doing, I'm learning it, you know, like paying attention to what they're doing. Like, you know, he was pretty vocal, transparent about all of his, uh, some of the stuff that went into the recipes, you know, they weren't great social media, but, uh, it wasn't really that great back then, but not at all. Yeah. You had to find out from restaurants. You couldn't even find out from Russian river where it was going to be. We just yep, happened to yep. be lucky to have a few places in our area that just happened to have it and they would post it. And yeah. that was cool. I honestly, I casually looked at a beer list at a restaurant I was at a, three weeks ago and I went, holy shit. I was like, Rush, I was like, Pliny's here. I haven't even tried any of the variations. I, I know they double dry hopped it um, yep. and they've done a couple of variations of it. But yeah, uh, Russian River would be a, yeah, just, you said that is, yeah. I would, I agree a hundred percent with that one. Um, anyone current that you're talking about? My favorite skateboarder was. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to ask me who my favorite skateboarder was. I was like, oh man, like. I mean, I mean, if you want to get into my skateboarding podcast after this, we can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so you started kind of leaning into like current, uh, like teams and stuff like that. Pod shove it. Oh, come on. Come oh. on now. Come oh, on. I like it. Come on. That's a perfect name. Come on now. I mean, I did have a skateboarding and crap beer podcast before we started this. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was catching fire for a little bit. I mean, no big deal. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so in uh, I guess in the current climate, is there like a team you were kind of like building up to like a team that was kind of you were looking at? Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't have, like, one in particular in mind. I mean, there's, like, so many good ones out there that they're doing a lot for, you know, you want to say, like, small operations, you know, like, they're still very small, especially, you know, coming out of, you know, kind of COVID still, like, I think everyone's kind of running a little bit bare bones, Um, some that kept it pretty slim, but... I mean, locally for us, uh, the Bond Brewing team, I mean, they're doing an amazing job. They've got like, you know, they're they're always growing their portfolio. They're moving into new formats. They've got a new location that they're working on, um, collabing with everyone for many other breweries. Everyone. It's like awesome, awesome people. Collabing with everyone and not responding to our messages. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam from Bomb Place, if you I are going to listen to this, <laughs> he's not going to. First of all, Sam's not going to listen to this. No, he's never going to no, listen to this. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not your fault. It's a. Uh, it, we we were we had a, a, a we were this close to having him on the podcast and he just I have his I <laughs> I know I still have him in my phone it's yeah, so weird every we, time I put in S, we have Sam Sam Bond Blaze comes up and I go oh, we have Sam that? yeah we have Sam's number and uh it, he it, we had this like running gag of like there was just a a string of podcasts that we had and every guest were like who are you hyped on They're like Bond Place 
It's like ugh, everyone wants everyone, everyone Desert wants, Island. They're like, you know, Bomb Place is doing really good things. You know, We're Bomb, like, God Bomb damn Bomb it, Bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam, answer us, please. <laughs> everyone loves everybody. Bomb Place. Everybody that we've had on says Bomb Place. And and, Bomb Place hates us, <laughs> and Bomb Place does not like us. <laughs> oh, Sam's just a particular guy. Particular or peculiar. <laughs> Maybe both. Yeah, uh, like, we'll we'll get them on. We'll it's a thin red line, right? Yeah, there, we'll 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 make it happen, and then we'll you know we'll bathe in Mui. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. Well, <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I'm still drinking this stout right now. It's delicious. I've been babying it. I'm like, this is so. Nice. I threw I threw it back. I threw it back like a. Uh, like a whiskey tasting at the end there. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but you know what? I've been getting more fruit esters as it's been get, getting to room temperature. So yeah, I've been it's definitely opening up a little bit. All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. We'll go yeah. in a, a little bit extra time and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Sounds like a plan. Let's, uh, let's go through our, uh, social media and everything yeah. guys. Um, Thanks again for, if you're still sticking with us on the streams, thank you. Um, follow us on all our social media. It's Instagram and Facebook at Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P-O-D. Uh, guys, send us an email. Um, we're tired of just getting emails from bots trying to sell us websites. Um, send us an email if you're a brewery you want to come on the podcast. If you work at a brewery that wants to be on the podcast send us an email it's best best friends pod at gmail.com that's best best friends p-o-d at gmail.com and uh <laughs> and guys uh you know uh if you're not on stream with us uh yeah i mean you're losing it life you don't yeah. get to experience uh, diff uh, technical difficulties uh, live with us. Yeah, um, it's, it's rough. <laughs> you know, it's it's seamless when you're listening to audio. It's just uh, one minute you're listening to a, a conversation and it cuts back into a new conversation. Next minute, Xfinity is like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, you, uh, when That's you're actually not on the stream, first fuck I've used in the podcast. I, it, okay. Um, the, uh, the, the, you know, it, if you're not watching on, on stream, you know, you're not... Uh, you're not getting to see my pit stains grow. Yay. Big. Whenever there's a technical difficulty, he starts getting real saturated. Yeah. Um, He's like a sponge, like as you start to put it through the water and you start seeing it get darker. I'm just watching him like, shit, I have to go reset this modem. And he just starts getting darker around his T-shirt. I'm just like, fuck, he's sweating again. I know. I got to stop wearing like a, I, I just got to wear black T-shirts. That's all. That's all I can wear. We need to get like you. We need to get like a neoprene tracksuit for you. That's just like a quick wicking. <laughs> a new tracksuit, you say? Yeah, you haven't worn the tracksuit in a while. That's why I brought it up. I know it's it's summer months. I can't I can't be wearing that. All right, we'll get back um, in the winter. All right, um, uh, yeah, but if you're 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 not on Twitch with us, uh, you're you're missing out. Uh, live stream, uh, joining the chat, uh, throwing out questions for our for the brewers that are joining us. Um, you can join us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash best best friends podcast. That's twitch.tv slash best best friends POD. I've actually, uh, 
petitioned this a couple times to be removed because I, you, it's lesser two evils. You want to, you want to do it, Dan? I know exactly what song needs to replace this. So. What, what song, what song needs to, we'll do it. We'll do it in the uh, extra time for Twitch. No, 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 no. We're going to be it. rock the party all night long. I we're can't gonna, believe you didn't have that on there. We're going to do, we're going to do it right now. I can't, why can't I search Apple music right now? And it, it's just, it's bugging me. Um, now we're going to talk about this. Okay. Let's, well, let's close out the podcast. Let's right. talk some guest plugs. Um, yeah. Uh, Maddie, do you have any plugs that you can, uh, you can throw out there? You guys have any events going on? Um, not really coming up. I would just keep it simple. Um, yeah, nothing really to plug. Uh, all right guys. Well, follow them on Instagram. It's at wirebacher underscore brewing untapped at wirebacher and website www.wirebacher.com. Yeah. Do you want us to put out your, uh, your personal Instagram or do you want to keep that on the, on the DL? Yeah, you can put it out there. It's fine. Yeah. You can follow Maddie on Instagram at wart underscore Lord. It's wart Lord. Wart Lord. Slide into his DMS guys. Yeah. Um, and then you can message wirebacher underscore brewing and ask them why they didn't, uh, repost any of the stuff we put out about them. <laughs> we're looking at you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah we're looking at you interns we're looking at you brother <laughs> <laughs> all right uh guys uh dan you want to do our plugs yeah we'll talk uh we've got a plug coming up here so uh last week we had them on so i just wanted to talk about for local beer fest which is going to be occurring on september 18th um that's going to be in fort washington if you want more information go to fourlocalfoundation.com to purchase tickets follow them on instagram at for local beer fest um it's going to be a great beer fest um they've got a pretty crazy setup for their beer fest it's going to be different from a lot of the ones you've been to before uh we're talking table service and the chance to actually purchase the beer you have at the beer fest at the beer fest you like a beer that you have at the table you can go right up to the table and buy that beer so hey this is great for the breweries this is great for the people attending Go check it out at Four Local Beer Fest is their Instagram, fourlocalfoundation.com. Cool. All right. Uh, Dan, what do you think about Maddie? New friend of the podcast? New friend of the podcast? I, I mean, I, I feel like we're going to talk about skateboarding later. So Probably. I think we're going to be talking about that. Oh. I mean, uh, I mean, he kind of likes POD a little bit. I, I saw him tapping his foot a little bit. I yeah, can see I can see he was moving a little bit. So he uh, yeah, he definitely was. New friend of the podcast? New friend of the podcast. All right. Maddie, you are a new friend of the podcast. Uh, you're going to be joining our friend circle. You can expect your welcome package in seven to 10 business months. Have we sent out a ba- care package yet? It hasn't been seven to ten business months yet. It's been seven to ten business months since the first person we talked to. That's not no. That, no. We'll have to we'll have to go back and check our notes. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. We've only been doing the podcast for like three or four months. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um really we got the, our most viewers right now. <laughs> most viewers in the stream right now. <laughs> as we're all right, everybody. Well, it's been episode uh, 77. Uh, everybody remember, uh, Dan, well, I, I'm, I'm getting all I'm getting all out of whack here. All right, Dan. Oh, yeah, you have one. <laughs> yeah, you have our, two sound drops. All of our sure. new our, our new viewers can uh, enjoy this. Dan, just know one thing. I love you. Always have. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. And uh, Maddie, I know you were counting. I said there was going to be six POD drops and you only counted five. Guys, it's not goodbye forever. It's just... I'm not the type to say I told you so. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, remember, uh, keep it in the back of your mind. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was Dan. I'm not going to say it. Do it. Come on. I'm 77 <laughs> episodes of me telling you this. Who did? Who killed Jeffrey Epstein? <sighs> it was the Clintons. It was the Clinton family. The Clinton family killed Jeffrey Epstein. And always remember that, folks. All right, everybody. It's uh, Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 77. We out. See ya. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros, by two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox, become a cluggalayette, a cluggalayette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's the one for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were it the ones for me? Epstein is still alive. Hey, listen to Best Best Friends.